I'm, I'm literally stupid. Like, my IQ must not be good. <laughs> I just don't. You're not stupid, General, general knowledge, though. Not great. It's not your strong point. No, that's that's true. But that's okay. Hey, we, you live, you learn. Well, I mean, that's actually factually incorrect because I haven't. Content catch well, Friends and enemies, welcome to another episode of the Content Catch-Up. Barks, how are you? Yeah, great. It doesn't thank really you. matter how you are, Bucks, because this week <laughs> we've got a guest. I, I was waiting to do that. I've been practicing that all day. You were too. Pol- you were too polite. I thought something's <laughs> up. Um, we've got a guest with us today, Barks, um, and this is someone who, if you've been following us for a little while, you might have seen her pop up in pop, some of her work pop up in our feed. She's an extremely talented photographer from Queensland, and her name is Casey Sims. Casey, welcome to the Content Catch Up. Hi guys! Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Sorry, round of yeah, oh, round of applause. That's it. It's enough already. <laughs> how's everything going for you? How's how's lockdown life treating you? First of all, formal question. Um, look, it, it is what it is. I'm not going to complain to Melbourne people. Um, <laughs> hopefully the end is in sight. Um, but the Olympics are keeping me occupied, so I'm happy with that. I'm sure it's probably similar for you guys as well. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched as much as much olympics as i have this year but it has been a good blessing honestly that's been so good been like living for it the whole entire time a bit too much but it's okay we we got to look for the positives as well we're not going to start off this show by complaining about being in lockdown so good positive energy you two that's good (laughs) Um, speaking of positive energy let's go straight into our one minute brief which i'm sure you're all too familiar with this casey so i'm gonna go jump straight right into it yeah welcome to the one minute brief your time starts now few quick fire questions what is your nickname or favorite nickname oh got a couple um my friends call me my good friends call me case which like it's easy um obviously yep. being ginger i've copped every orange related name <laughs> on the sun um thanks chris lily and probably the best one i ever had was a couple of years ago i busted my arm i had a broken flipper and i'm orange so the um uni baseball team decided to call me nemo for a week <laughs> oh that's good that's good yeah i love that um, that's a very clever one but now every generic form of uh rang a joke and variations of my name so that's about it <laughs> no we're sticking with nemo i love that welcome to the show nemo um <laughs> For those that don't know, well, job title and I guess hobby title, because you you call it's just photography as a hobby. So what what is your job and hobby title? Oh, now you said that, I feel like I've been stitched up by someone. <laughs> I have my suspicions already. I only I only said that because I, I don't know him, but Josh <sighs> submitted a question about. So we'll get into that later. But anyway, I'll get him job, back. Job title. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, normal life job title. I'm I'm a PhD student. Um. And sessional academic. So I'm a nerd aware um and then freelance sport photographer slash content creator and that's like the hobby very expensive hobby and like side hustle situation so yeah too many names yeah thirdly favorite bit of content you've worked on oh i probably can't pin it down to one thing i'd probably say like being there to capture my friends qualifying for the olympics this year has been like scenes I think would just be the way to describe that yeah Yeah, scenes yeah do you want to give a shout out to who like specifically you're talking no because if I miss someone (laughs) that's gonna be a problem (laughs) (laughs) 
but there's been a lot. I love. I was going to say I love that there's that many um, that you don't you don't have to say them all because otherwise you're going to miss it. So that itself is pretty telling. That's pretty cool. Um, do you have a best non-work skill? Um, well, all this stuff was until everyone found out about a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Before, before I say it, I'm not going to do it on camera. Um, I can <laughs> like use my hands like together. Like I can use my hands as like a skipping rope, if that makes sense. So I can get my hands from behind my back all the way over, like through my feet oh, and then so, without letting go. Is that like double jointed? Yeah, yeah, like through the upper body, yeah. We, I used to be able to, not to make this about me, Jules, so no, I used to, growing up, I used to like be double jointed so both hands oh, could go all the way back and then I used to walk around in primary school like in my sleeves but it looked like a stump. <laughs> yeah, nice. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for that, Bart. I was, I, was I was a weird kid. <laughs> this isn't your one-minute brief. <laughs> No, but just like just when Casey said that, it sounded like something that you know I could relate to. There we go. My my shoulders are kind of like hurting from the thought of like trying to. Like- Does it hurt, Casey? Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I'm not doing it though. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. We don't want to don't want to go back too much. But PhD student, how do you how do you balance that with um you're kind of like what you call a hustle of like doing photography. Yeah, right. Um, with PhD work, I, I treat that like a, like a full-time job. So like yeah. once I hit 5 p.m., I don't want to like don't talk to me about research. I don't want to care about science. <laughs> I don't care about hamstrings. Meh. Um, <laughs> and then, then I get to do all the fun stuff like on the weekend instead. And like PhDs are kind of cool because like you've got a lot of flexibility in like your hours. It's, some are a bit different to others, but – Luckily, my supervisors are pretty chill. Um, so as long as I get my work done, like within whatever the specified timeframes are, I can kind of do what I want in my own time. So yeah, that's kind of how I balance it. So yeah, it all works. Awesome. Yeah, I suppose it, it sounds like it's once you finish, photography is like a bit of an escape from all the the hard thinking anyway. Very much so. Thanks for the thanks for indulging my my nerd PhD chat. But um <laughs> When do you know the nerd? That's, that's going to be oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I write that. It's good. Um, let's let's go back to the photography side of things for you. Um, when did it kind of all begin for you? When when did you first pick up a camera? And has it always been athletics that you've you've kind of been interested in? Okay, um, so athletics, yes, because I started athletics when I was like four or five and like I haven't left, I'm a tragic, I know. Um, <laughs> the photography side, I was coaching. So two things kind of happened at once. I was coaching at a little athletics club and I was the youngest person in the committee and they went, we need social media content. We have nothing. And I was like, okay. And they handed me a camera and went, off you go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, at about the same time, I started a track, like an athletics club here in Queensland. And we wanted to like have a point of difference. And the point of difference was that pretty much no other club in Queensland was on social media. So it wasn't appealing to anyone young to like get amongst it. And um, I was like, we're going to have to do something about that. And then managed to get like hold of like a really dodgy secondhand, like 200D Canon um, with a kit lens and kind of just went out and just took photos and they were so trash, so bad. <laughs> um, and luckily at like athletics meets, um, Lynchy, shout out, um, he let me go out like trackside and take photos. And then like across 
the years it kind of snowballed. So people were like, oh, okay, so you can take photos. Can you take photos of me? And then I've just kind of been practicing and getting better and better and better. Um, but literally up until about mid-2019, I was literally shooting on like beginner gear. So if anyone who knows cameras, like literally like an 80D with like a nifty 50. That's what I was shooting sport on. Um, looking back, not ideal. Um, and then like if I got to like a big meet, it's like um, I got to shoot at nationals. Um, and I had to like borrow equipment from like friends or like hire it out. And I still had no idea what I was doing. But uh, I think across the past two-ish years, it's kind of been like really like kind of formative and it being a little bit more legit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. awesome. I think like uh, the, the the starting point of it is it, it, it's kind of like very similar to a lot of people's journey in, in digital and like social media and all that. It's like, oh, you're the youngest person here. You, you've got to understand how this all works <laughs> yeah. here. You go go do whatever. We don't really get it. But the way you've kind of developed it from there, um, kind of building on the, the equipment side of thing, and this might be a, a bit too tech heavy, but is having worse equipment from the start better in terms of developing your skills and your like eye for actually taking photos so you're not kind of relying on the actual machine or it's whatever to do the work um yeah um i what i learned having to shoot with a 50 mil i had to move like i couldn't stay in one spot i couldn't zoom in on people i I had to be very like here there and everywhere um so yeah i think definitely shooting with terrible gear (laughs) Um, also made me appreciate what I have now, which is huge. Um, it, it was a little bit of a limitation. Like if you've got two beginners and someone's come in with all the gear, um, obviously their photos are going to be slightly better just from a, like a processing point of view. So they potentially yeah. might get like a head start or might get like a bit more accelerated than you are. Um, but eventually people learn to appreciate like what you've got, be it the trying days of the ADD and the nifty 50 for like a whole entire athletic season definitely developed a lot of more skills that I use today. <laughs> do, you, do you have a view on that? Cause so many people sort of, I think a lot of people I've heard say that um, beginner photographers, especially think it's so reliant on the type of equipment you've got, but in actual fact, like you could start with that lower gear and it's, I guess what I'm saying is, like, do you think there's too much pressure on what sort of gear you, you should have to take good photos? Um, I think in sport, yes. In other, yeah. in other types, yeah. maybe not. Um, because, like, in sport, you need to have long-range lenses. Um, yeah. And once you get to a certain point, it is pay-to-play, which is frustrating. Um, like, I was at Nationals this year and I was only one of two photographers without a 300 or 400 mil prime lens. Um, and we, and then me and this other photographer weren't running around with like one DXs. So, um, yeah, I think there is, there is pressure to have better gear and like, especially if you're shooting things like low light, it is going to make a huge difference. Like there's, there's no denying that. Um, but yeah, you, if you have all the gear, when you start, it is going to be found out pretty quickly that you are all the gear and no idea. And yeah, just because like awesome. you've got not, it, just because you've got like the pretty blurry background doesn't necessarily mean your photo is that good, and it, that's it will get called out eventually. Um, so yeah, yeah, it sounds like you appreciate that you started with shit, basically. Yeah, started from the bottom, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? So when you first got handed that camera yep. from like the social media person or someone that wanted to do for you to do social media for the very first time, did you have like an interest in photography, or did you think? Like, did you ever think before that day that it's something 
you could be interested in? Um, from from like a job perspective or even just a hobby perspective, probably not. Probably not. Like if you said to me, like at the end of high school, like in a few years' time, they this is what you'll do outside of uni. And I'll be like, I would have been like, Haha, get wrecked. Um, yeah. But looking back, um, when I went on like my first athletics away trip, I took a shitty little digital camera, like I had a little sliding screen as well. And I put a piece <laughs> of tape on it that said, say cheese, how cringe. Um, <laughs> so looking back, like I probably have always tried to take photos when I had, the, when someone like gave me a camera, um, but like, just didn't really have like one in the family and stuff growing up and like looking back like I like those like design competitions and stuff you do during school like design a poster design the school shirt blah 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 like looking back I'm like I always used to win those so now I'm like okay that kind of makes sense I was always kind of had a bug for it I just didn't really have the um probably the means or like someone to be like hey Casey I think you should probably do this a bit more instead I went down the sports science um sporty nerd path instead I don't know. I find that really cool that it, it, it's sort of you saw signs of it now now that you're here, but you didn't actually think that that's what you could possibly be doing. And now you've got you've got your own brand, you've got your website, you do all these amazing things. So it's it's pretty damn cool. Um, let's go to the athletic side of things. And I think Jules, um, you you said this in our first contact with Casey that we might sound like we've got no idea what we're talking about, and it's because it's we're tr- it's true. We're gonna know yeah. nothing about <laughs> athletics. So. <laughs> Let's assume the people listening are the same. Explain to us, I guess, the fun side or what's so fantastic about, um, I guess, shooting athletics and maybe compared to other sports if you can. So, like, what yeah. what is it about it that makes it exciting And in your view? As a sport in general, there's, like, something for everyone. Like, there's so much going on and you can see that with the Olympics, like, one moment we've got mm. middle distance runners and we've got a sprint race and we're throwing javelins and we're jumping over high jump. Like it's, there's a lot going on. And from a photography perspective, it's very much the same. Like the, when you like shooting nationals, for example, even just shooting a general meet that goes for like two to three hours, um, you can't stay still. There is no stopping. Like you will like be here, there and everywhere. There's just so much going on. And because there's so much going on, there's also like so many stories, there's so many people, um, there's just so much like vibes that it's it's insane. Like just the amount of like kilometers you'll clock up, um, just like capturing just a track and field meet is re- actually ridiculous across a day. Whereas like when I shoot um, football, I can probably hang out and probably at four positions across 90 minutes yeah. and get like the That's content that I need. Whereas like athletics, you, you need to be here, there and everywhere. And then like think people are throwing things at you. It's very dangerous. Like it's just so much, it's just so much going on. And it's cool. And then once you get to like watching like the elite guys, um, it's insane to like process what they're actually doing. Um, so like, for example, pole vault, men's pole vault, those guys are jumping close to six meters. Like that is ridiculous. And you don't realize it until you're sitting there like with a wide angle and you're like, oh my God, that's, that's stupid. <laughs> um, high jump, like the girls are jumping over two meters. Like when you just like thinking of that, you're like, this is ridiculous. And then like watching like the track, the men's hundred, it's over in ten seconds, and I literally have probably about one second to get whatever I need to. It's it's just absolutely crazy. Like there's no stopping. Yeah. Sounds like it's so exhilarating, and like that um that comparison to football is you're so right. Like you can just plonk yourself in one spot and know that like everything's going to happen within a, a certain area of what you're going to do. But from the sounds of what you're describing, it's like not everyone there is for the one event that 
everyone else is there for. So like there might be people there who are really keen on seeing the the sprinting side of things, or there might be people who are like, oh, we need more stuff from the the shot put discus kind of events. That's to be able to like break up your day and cover 10 different things in one sounds pretty awesome. It's very, it's very hectic. I can assure you. It's, <laughs> I, I think if I might put it on Strava, cause it was pretty funny. Um, up to 14, minimum 14 Ks per day. Jeez. If I'm shooting from like eight to <laughs> five. Um, and that's like lugging. Like I'm not a big person to begin with, but like carrying like two cameras, it's, it takes it out of you. You cook by the end oh of it. And then like usually those big carnivals are like multi-day. So like after day three or four, you're like, um, like you really need like an IV drip of like Red Bull or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That, you're not, you're not out to... getting massages with the rest of the athletes. Yeah, I'm like I need physio, please. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Oh, I'm just the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it that makes it like even more impressive the shots we see on your page and other other photographers. Like not to take anything away from footy photographers or other sports where they sort of just stay in uh, multiple spots, but the shots we see on your page, it's literally because you're sprinting, moving to get to get the actual shots and to get that close as well. Like I know the lens obviously helps, but some some of the like emotion you see up close on the athletes' faces are awesome because now like we know that you're literally running to get there. <laughs> yeah. And it's like sometimes you've got to like you're like, am I going to be able to get there or not? Um the the photo of Liz Clay coming across the line, hands out um for the from the, from the Whisper Award. I almost missed that. Because at the same time, Nicola was jumping the Oceana record at like two oh one, and it was I was like do like like literally like back and forth. So Rand got Liz turned around and managed to get Nicola as she was clearing the bar, but because that was in the shade and that was in the sun, it was completely overexposed. I managed to salvage it, thank God. But like <laughs> like in my head, I was like, I need to be here, I need to be here, I need to be here. It's like chaos, but it's so fun. Isn't that, isn't that what makes it? I was going to say, isn't that what makes it so exciting? The make or miss nature of photography, like you know that there's such an easy chance you can miss one of your favourite photos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was actually submitted by a fan, Elise, fan of the show, but um, it's in our run sheet as well, so I'm going to cover it now. <laughs> Covering... Um, What's so funny, Jules? Fan of the show. Um, fan of the show. My partner, a fa- a fan of <laughs> It's not My about life. me. Um, do you have a particular event like that you, uh, you've covered a, a ton, I'm assuming, but like do you have a favourite or um, top two? Field event-wise, pole vault's always so much fun. Pole um, Those people flying, it's ridiculous. And like all the pole vaulters are just like, so like into it like you always get like energetic reaction they're like hella focused but if they clear the bar like you'll get the energy and the vibes it's awesome um track wise the 100 meter sprints are good because they're a challenge but i like the middle distance because you can always like especially like a 5k you've got 12 and a half laps you've pretty much got 12 chances to create different and cool shit oh sorry language um like different and cool stuff Um, we're free podcasts yeah love that um so yeah like you can like get like your standard stock shots that you need to get and then you can like have fun with panning shots and stuff on the back straight and sometimes it's also just chaos like steeplechase as well so there's nothing like really specific and also depends on the competition like the higher Mm. stakes the more you'll get out of the athletes in terms of like emotion and reaction you can see how much it means to them which is also cool do you feel like um 
and this might seem like a very obvious question, but do you, do you feel like the athlete's personality also plays into a lot of like the, um, the excitement of covering athletics? Like it seems from the outset that they've all got quite big, energetic, um, almost confident personalities that shine through really well in content. Um, yeah, like they've all got something different, but even the quieter ones, the quieter ones can still make some really cool images because, like, you just get that calmness amongst, like, mm-hmm. all the chaos that's occurring. Um, yeah, and then, like, learning what each of those athletes will do post-race, for example. Um, like, I know there's, like, one sprinter from New Zealand, Eddie. If he wins a race, 100%, he'll, like, run around halfway around the bend. He usually drop to one knee, puts one hand up in the air. He'll come back, he'll hug everyone. And then if he comes back and he knows who you are, then he'll play to the camera. So like, yep. oh, um, awesome. yeah, if you know the personalities, you also kind of like, you'll know what they'll get up to. Um, and then like, if you know them as well, personally, they'll interact with you, which is also create some of those, like even like more fun shots. And like, it just makes it also enjoyable for them and enjoyable for you. And like, again, just vibes. That's, that's literally <laughs> it. Yeah. Shout to Eddie if you're listening. <laughs> Eddie sounds like the man. Um, something that Bucks and I have kind of spoken about before, but it, um, like building relationships with athletes, it, it does tend to get the better content out of them. And that example with Eddie sounds like the perfect one to lead into this question. But how do you go about like forming those relationships in in such what seems like an intense environment? and getting their trust to know that, hey, if I see you with the camera, I'm going to come straight to you because I know I'm going to get that killer shot. Yeah. Um, it probably helps that I've grown up with a lot of these athletes. Like okay. um, before I was on the sideline, like I used to compete, went to nationals, all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having that kind of introduction helps. Um, and it sounds like so like simple, but I think, also really important is just like, don't be a dickhead. Um, <laughs> there's so many um, people who like come to shoot athletics and they, they, they think they're, they're better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mate, like your high performance in your media situation, their high performance and what they're doing on the track, we're all just here to like, enjoy what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think just like, yeah, just being like friendly and nice and yeah, building those relationships is super, super important. And you can tell, when that doesn't occur so much, but definitely having that trust has been like really key. And then like you'll have athletes reach out to you before um, a meet occurs to be like, Hey, like, will you be there? Um, Like, can you help me out with some content? But okay, cool. Yeah. Done. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool to to have that kind of connection. Um, And I love, I love the no dickhead policy because it just applies to (laughs) just about everything in life. Doesn't It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's a great answer to quite a serious question. Just don't be a dickhead. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Signing off Casey. (laughs) Um, Given that you do have like some of the, some very close relationships, it sounds like with a lot of these athletes, is it quite exciting for you now to see them on the biggest scale in, in, in the Olympics and like see them on national TV and be like, Hey, I've played a part in your journey. Um, I wouldn't say play a part. I'd say help with their Instagram and that's about it. Um, but that's still, that's still, (laughs) Instagram Um, makes money. It's true. You raise a good point. Um, yeah, like I, I probably don't, like it's not being starstruck or anything. Um, like I'm super proud of them. Like like I said, a lot of them are, are good friends and like, I'm more like hyping everyone up 
like through sharing Instagram stories if you guys have probably seen for the past week. I'm sorry. Um, it's just cool just seeing like yeah. these guys out there, but I can understand from an outside perspective how like weird it kind of is that like you've spent like the past say six months like hanging out with effectively like the Australian Olympic team um, at meets. <laughs> and like I and I understand how that's kind of like a big deal to, to some people, but I'm just stoked to see my friends out there doing cool stuff. So, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, I can, our perspective is like, oh my God, these like untouchable kind of athletes. But to you, it's a community, it's friends. It's mm-hmm. like people you've grown up with. It's still, it's still awesome that you can, you can see them and be like, yeah, I've snapped you here from here to here and to go to the next stage. It, it's, you must be pretty proud. Um, the other thing I think we, I wanted to touch on is your work started to appear in a few more places other than just Instagram. Has, yep. that, has that been kind of cool for you to see as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the channel seven one the other night, I was just yeah. like, I was literally sitting there, um, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's sitting in the drink. He's just like, that was, literally yeah. like, That's not photo. um, yeah, it, it's like, I still don't view myself as like a professional photographer or whatever. So yeah, like seeing that stuff is like seeing it for the first time every single time. Like um, after Trap Classic, um, there was a few photos that ended up in like the major newspapers. And I was just like, like, by the way, I don't buy the newspaper. I'm not old. But mother, <laughs> um, hey, if anybody does that, it's completely fine. Yeah, good right? on them, good on them. Um, but like she puts down the paper and she's like, like, oh, there's athletics in there. I was like, hold up. I took that. Oh, my God. Um, and there's, there's been a few instances like that where I'm like, oh, okay, this is like lo- like low-key a bit of a big deal. But at the same time, like, oh, that's a, that's cool. And then move on to the next yeah. one. So, yeah, I don't know. It's still just very much like, eh, yeah. I think it's so I think it's so important to continue to appreciate that because I think the minute you sort of don't, then you've sort of lost a mm. part of, I, I guess, your journey in a way. I know that sounds very deep, but like it is in a way. If you, if you see your photo on TV and you're sort of like, eh, that's another one. Yeah. It's like you just sort of, you've missed it. <laughs> you're yeah. out of the loop It's a bit. still crazy. It's like, it's still crazy every time you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Don't freak out. We're cool. We're cool. All right. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Aside from your great photo taking, we've noticed you're, you're sort of bringing a fresh approach to content on your Instagram channels, which we're loving. Um, and it's actually pretty cool now that we know that um, you were sort of first handed a ca- camera at a young age because someone thought, hey, she could probably manage social media and sort of create the ways there, but now you're actually doing it. Um, do you enjoy sort of changing and charling the way you share your content, like with reels and the 3D photos and the sort of stuff you're doing? Is is that part of, um, I guess, guess your area that you're enjoying more now? Uh, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just like creating stuff. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know, just, I just have, I literally just have a stack of fun doing it. It's cool to do something a little bit differently. Um, in terms of the reels, though, um, <laughs> your good friend, Social Sandwich, uh, um, was going on. <laughs> <laughs> don't call him my good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Quite immortal sick. enemy. There we go. <laughs> um, I saw him on socials being like, everyone get on reels. And I was like, okay. Um, but I really want to do reels for our club account. So our club account, like, I, I don't want to brag. No, I am going to brag. Our club social Go media is probably one of the best in the country, I'd probably argue. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to step up to reels. Like we've got like pages of notes in all our iPhones of like stuff we want to do. However, Instagram has stitched us up and we can't 
access reels through our club account. So I was like, all right, fine. So in the meantime, I was like, oh, I might trial some stuff on my personal one for a bit of a laugh. And then it, it went all right. So <laughs> To say I'm in all right is very modest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then did and then did another one. I think yesterday. Yesterday I didn't do like a highlights reel. I think I attempted to be funny, but I'm not sure how that went down. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like it's it's crazy to see how much like traction that got off images that I've already shared on my feed. Like I was like, okay, wow, this is uh, crazy. But it's so much fun just like sitting there and like creating it all. And yeah, I don't know. So much. I, I this is just enjoy this. stuff fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the, that's the best answer that like that you just enjoy. Do you think part of it is people that like this could sound rude or ignorant to the sport, but do you think people aren't sure about the content game in athletics and they sort of come and see what's behind the scenes and some of the reels you do. And then they're like, holy shit, this is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I think like in jet, okay, I don't, I don't want to rag on the, my sport. I love my sport, but um, content wise, we need to do better. Um, yeah, just like across the board. So that's what we try and do with like my club account is we just just try and have fun and celebrate the sport, just like all the other sports promote their sport. Um, I've said the word sport too many times. Um, but yeah, it's people just like just want to see what's happening, like what like what goes in behind the scenes, and like using like reels and stuff. I've seen like World okay, World Athletics actually do a really good job. Credit to them um, in terms of just like getting those like epic like the good bits and being like, yo, this is it. And then people are like, oh my gosh, like I can't even deal. Um, I've seen that with a stack of my like non-athletics friends. They'll send me reels of athletics. And they're like, what the hell is this? And I was like, that's that's pole vault. And they're like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and then they'll go from there. Um, so yeah, I it's it's been good because there really hasn't been too much in terms of athletics content other than like your stock standard photos. There's some people um, who are doing some really cool stuff behind the scenes, which has been fun. Um, but we definitely have a long way to go. Uh, so yeah, who are I, those people? Sorry. Oh, okay. Do you have individuals you want to yeah, shout out I, or inspire? Yeah, I can probably say just in Australia by itself. Um, let's go. Okay, there's a meme account called Heaps Good Runners, and the memes <laughs> are taking more or less the piss out of like athletics. Um, sometimes athletics Australia, which is not too good, but that's all right. Some of them are funny. Um, they just in general just memes of like track and field, like really relevant. They'll be straight onto it, like 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 Peter Bowl who came fourth in that 800 final, they've they've done a meme of like X-ray, someone holding their back, and it's just like Peter Bowl carrying the whole 800 final on his back. And like, it was perfect. <laughs> it was really timed. It was well done. Um, so they're doing they're doing something really good, something different. Um, Tempo Journal do a really good job of sharing people's stories. They're based in Melbourne. Um, at, let's go, uh, Oceana. So I have the pleasure, absolute pleasure, of working with Kobe when we go to Oceana meets. But in general... Um, the Oceana social media has stepped up considerably, like just sharing stories of what happens in the island and also what happens in Australia. And then when we go to a meet, um, Kobe and I like team up together. She'll do a bit of video. I'll do a bit of photo. And we just try and like just get people like amongst the competition, like as if they were there. Um, so, yeah, I probably have missed some people. and I'm, I'm sure someone's going to come after me for it. That's okay. But <laughs> there are some people who are doing some cool stuff in track and field in um, social media, but we definitely have, like, a long way to go. And, yeah, we, we try to do that, but sometimes, like, we're limited by technology, thanks Instagram. Um, but once we get reels, I, I can assure you there's going to be a lot of, um, like, a good mix of 
like showing our sport because our sport's so cool. Like when you get yeah. like actually watch, you're like, I can't even deal. <laughs> and also like sharing the stories and also just having fun with it. Like, our, like it is like when you go to an athletics meet, it's so much fun. And I think more people need to see that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the, awesome the way you just like the way you just said and not, uh, please don't take this as patronizing because i've been accused of this before by barks but like the way you just said that <laughs> your sport is so cool and the way you said it was actually like that that sounded so genuine in the fact that like it's not just work it's not just anything it's truly like a passion for you to to cover this to go out and do it and it sounds like something you you absolutely bloody enjoy like yeah, I, uh, yeah like you, you don't really get uh, <laughs> I always say this and the poor bloody accountants out there, but you never get an accountant come out and go, oh man, like my job is so much fun. Like it's, it's, it's I think it's the unique position that we're all in and, and, and I think that's where a lot of us strive or get our inspiration to keep doing better. Like by seeing other people be so inspired by, by what they're doing. Um, it's just awesome to hear that you, you still got such a passion for it. Oh, oh, trust me. I'll be one of those masters athletes at age 90. Someone help do it, like doing the hundred meters. It's gonna be so much fun. But yeah, it's awesome. I think it's also the other thing I took from that is um, as disappointing or yeah, as disappointing as it might be that there hasn't been enough done in the content or sort of exposing your sport. I feel like that has to be a part of you that that excites you that there is still so much to do. Like you actually genuinely want to grow it, and that's that that's a drive, I assume. Yeah, um, yeah. So that part. That part's pretty cool just in terms of a motivation, I guess. Yeah, and there's, there's so much space for growth. By the way, I forgot, and hopefully they don't come after me for this. Um, <laughs> some of the individual athletes in, our, in athletics in Australia have been mm. doing a really good job of sharing stuff behind the scenes. So um, mm. last episode, you guys talked about Olympic Village and all that kind of stuff. Yep. There are a few vloggers amongst um, athletes in Australia. So um, Cedric Dublow is probably the OG vlogger in terms of athletics stuff and content. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, he's built up a following across the previous years, like, training diaries and all that kind of stuff um matt denny as well has been doing a bit of like road to tokyo stuff um there's a few who are actually quite talented with the camera and they share athletics that way oh, which nice. is like really cool um there's also some that are funny um he's gonna have you saying this um alex hartman did a hilarious um reel where he's put a 360 camera on his head <laughs> and he's done like a, a rep and you've seen the front view and then you see his face and it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there are some athletes who are just starting to generate their own content, which is cool, but it'd be cool to kind of like get more people together and get more gear together and just like share our sport, which would be cool. Yeah. Anyways, they're, they're on the they're, no, no, no. They're on the right track, though, if there's already a number of people doing vlogs and actually doing it off their own bat and not being asked to do content. Because we've said this multiple times, nothing beats, like, athlete-generated content from them doing it by themselves. Like, as 100%. much as that pains us content creators, <laughs> if, if, they, if they choose to do something, it's going to outweigh everything we do. Oh, easy. Easy. I guess um, it, it kind of leads into the, the next question, all of this, but where would – you describe yourself as not a professional photographer, but is that the end goal for you? Is that what you would like to do full time and have yourself be like this amazing content creator that gets to travel the world and people calling up and being like, Hey, Casey, like come cover this event in Europe. Oh no, we need someone in America. Like, let's do that. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I really, okay. I'll be honest. 
I'm a nerd at heart. I, I love my <laughs> science degree and I love teaching. Like teaching at uni is so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Um, but like if this continues as like, if I can do both at the same time, heck yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could potentially be full-time. The opportunity is there though, if I want to pursue it. But for now, I kind of want to stick with science and teaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, however, I'm not someone who has like goals. I, I can't deal with goal setting. Ugh, no. Um, but it'd be sick to be like embedded within like a team. So like, um how i think it's matt who's with the australian boomers like how he gets to go with the boomers and create content on the road yeah that would be cool to do um same with like the guys embedded in the formula one teams like big fan of like the mccarran boys and what they do um so yeah getting to travel with a team and kind of like doing that start to finish across say a two-week period would be like just so much fun um yeah being able to like do like a mix of like photo video just general content and yeah, like, yeah, just be like, kind of be also be in that high performance environment as yeah. well. So, yeah, maybe, maybe in the future, I don't know. But for now, I've, I can, this is fun. I'm cool with this at the moment. So, yeah. You get the best of both worlds still. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's so intriguing that you, um, so many people, I feel like, are goal setters where they, like, that's a key thing they keep, that, that we hear. And I'm sure you've heard, but you're just like, screw it. That doesn't motivate you. <laughs> setting goals I'm just chill like whatever happens happens like that'd be fun yeah just go i think that's it. great is video a space you've played around with or is that just a future sort um of i have done not a, little, a goal because you don't set goals thank you <laughs> <laughs> um a little bit so like yeah um again with the club stuff i feel like i'm spreaking my club but go tigers um <laughs> with the photo stuff like it got boring not boring um is the wrong word there was just a lot of it it. yeah it was repetitive um and like i managed to capture most of the athletes and that's what we needed so we just started taking some short videos we did a few like highlight reels and we called it tiger tv and that was like so much fun to create and then like closer to nationals um we did a (laughs) did a little bit of a hype video it was so cringe but it was so much fun (laughs) um and just creating that yeah kind of creating those like little videos on top of the photo content um i it's just been it's been fun i have absolutely no idea what i'm doing video but um seem to get like some of the settings okay and then have a bit of fun in premiere find some sick music and then go from there but like i'd love to be able to create like a stack of like athletics reels but hopefully Mm. soon we'll see yeah that's where it starts, though, and I'm, I'm sure, judging from what we've heard from this chat, you'll be doing it in no time. So just And it, it sounds like photography is all self-taught, right? So, like, video can't be – I mean, no, no reason why video can't be any different. Yeah, yeah. I've just um, – University of YouTube and um, a lot of trial and error. And, yeah, that's pretty much the same for video as well. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and then just having a bit of fun out there. No, I'm the exact same. Um, I think that wraps up our formal our formal part of this. Are you, Jules, you want to go on to fan questions? Yeah, let's go on to f- some fan questions. Um, I think we've already had the the first one from the the lovely Elise. We won't, um, Sorry, Elise. <laughs> we won't talk ill on her. But um, we've got another one from Darren, a big fan of the show, Darren. Also a big <laughs> fan of Barks. <laughs> we got to say, <laughs> he's not be related to Barks, but he? <laughs> okay, he's, he's my twin. we got to give him fake names. Otherwise, it just sounds like I've reached out. Hey, mom, what are you up to? It's an I want to send through That's a question. Just, for uh, this is just further proving my point that your family are like the the top listeners of this show. The hype squad. Which, 
Shout out family. Anyway, get on with it, Jules. <laughs> Darren has asked. It's a good question. Um, do you have a favorite athlete you've shot and why? Oh, that's like choosing your favorite child. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, oh, God, don't do this. Um, <laughs> oh, if I say one person, no, I can't do that. Um, what I will say is probably like one photo. So this will kind of answer okay. this question. Yeah. Um, not necessarily athlete. Sorry, Liz. Um, <laughs> but there was a photo I took of Liz Parnoff at um, Oceana 2019. Okay. Um, ended up winning the Whisper Award from that and got to like virtually meet some really cool people. And that kind of was a very much a big kickstart into the massive improvement in terms of photography and being recognized and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of have to thank Liz <laughs> Parnell for that, um, for that image. Um, yeah, I can't choose one because they've all got something different, like yeah, it's like choosing a favorite child. You guys suck. don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it a good question. Oh, bloody good Darren. <laughs> We've got oh, through nearly an hour of a pod and, and Darren's the one that's upset you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Throw um, it out. <laughs> I'll take the next one, Jules. Okay. This is from, we referred to this earlier, Josh. When oh. will you admit that photography is more than a hobby? That clown. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get him. Um, never. So, the, okay. Backstory. The, this is one of my, yeah. my very good friends. I'll argue best friend. That's going to make him cringe. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So choose a best friend, but not a best. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Drama. <laughs> um, they've been like hyping me up and giving me shit for saying it's a hobby when it probably should be professional and they will continue doing that until I die. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm a professional, if that makes sense. Like I'm still like in terms of sport photography, I'm still running around with arguably amateur equipment. Like I haven't got the big pro stuff. I'm not doing actually I am shooting kind of pro sport in terms of athletics, but not <laughs> yeah. in other sports shit. I played myself. Um, but like it's still like something I do on weekends. And I'll be honest, like it's my way of getting out on the field because I'm, I'm too unfit to compete. Like, it's <laughs> it's my method of going out and hanging out with my mates. Like, I, I, I don't see it as, like, a job, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. I, yeah, fair enough, people do employ me to capture meets, but still when I'm out there, it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. Like, I can't say it's professional yet. I don't know. <laughs> it, almost, it almost sounds like a, like a mindset thing you do to enjoy what you do. I don't know if I'm just talking shit then, but that, that all, almost sounds like a mindset thing of, like, you don't treat it as a job, so you're there to have fun. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's like it's just fun. <laughs> I can't I like explain it. it. Yeah. It's, it also almost sounded like you were trying to talk yourself out of the fact that you were oh, a professional no. photographer. Yeah, you like it. Stop it. I, I think oh, that's fun. No. <laughs> Josh has got you there. Um, um, the last one we've got is do you have a favorite individual content creator and that can be from any sport it doesn't have to be from athletics specifically oh i'll be honest i threw that in last minute so you don't have to answer that. <laughs> i was just curious like I, I i know personally there's so many especially in the, the states so many individual content creators but mm-hmm. even if you've got someone in the athletics world that essentially does what you do in sort of building the sport but inspires you. But, again, if you don't have an answer, that's uh, completely cool. 
I probably wouldn't use the word in, inspire. Like I want, I don't want to follow someone's path or trajectory, if that makes sense. Like I see people's no, work no, and I'm like, okay. that's sick. And there's, I wouldn't put anyone higher above everyone else. There's probably like a collective group where I'm like, they make sick content. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the opportunities is, they get is cool. So yeah. Yeah. Is there a key one like that you tend to um, scroll past and I guess appreciate more than more than others or not? Um, no, not more than others. Yeah, Never mind, that's worded. Okay. If I can name a group, it means I don't have to single someone out of this. Okay. Um, <laughs> probably the OG one would be um, Alicia Loverish from New Zealand. Uh, probably one of the first few athletics photographers that I saw and she's really awesome. We've been chatting. She's at the Olympics right now. She's absolutely killing it too. Um Probably Dan Vernon. He's doing a lot of work for World Athletics at the moment at the Olympics too. You should go check out his work. Uh, um, he's not afraid to fail on Instagram, but Jason Suarez has been doing some cool work in the States. Um, oh, there's so many people. I'm going to miss people. <laughs> I think probably one of the key ones in Australia would be Riley Wolf. Um, he kind of took athletics photography, not from, from going from the whole like stock standard, like what you'd capture for a newspaper, to like cool photos that kind of tell a story. Like there was, he showed it was opportunity there. And I think from a non-track and field sense, um, probably the two photographers slash videographers for McLaren F1 team, so Charlie and Henrik, um, they they do a really good job at like storytelling. What is like you could argue a somewhat like boring sport from the outside. They do a really good job of like just capturing like what's happening there and make you feel like you're there, but also can manage to get like the action stuff as well. And there's a few of the other F1 photographers that I'm like, hey, you guys do like a really sick job, but I think I miss someone, but yeah, just there's like a few people's like work. I'm just like, that's cool. Also um, Michael Dawson from New Zealand as well. He does some really cool stuff over there and just takes it a different perspective if that makes sense yeah oh, some good new zealand ones there it sounds <laughs> yeah go kiwis <laughs> I, I think the other most impressive thing about that list was that you could rattle off so many people whereas like if yeah. someone asked me that question i'd be like oh <laughs> yeah. like i don't know that guy from over there it sounds like you do your research and follow a lot of cool I people i just spend that's way so too true. much time on instagram that's what <laughs> Yeah, but at least Especially you get something you... out of it. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. There you go. You started off answering it like you had no one in mind and then you just rattled <laughs> off like five favourites. Oh, all right. What embarrassment. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for the formal questioning. Now, okay. there's an optional part of this. Hmm. We we haven't done this for a while, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. We're all in lock, lockdown. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Do you want to join us for the egg and boss of the week? Ooh. This is an honour. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Cool shit to funny show you guys. It'd be funny if you did not deny it. Yeah. Imagine you're oh, just no, like, um, see ya. And see ya. <laughs> egg of the week. All right. Well, let's let's jump into egg of the week. We won't bore you with one of our, our long-winded egg of the week in- introductions, but let's throw it open to the floor. I'll, I'll go. F- I'll go first. I want an egg. This is a quick one. I want to egg whoever installed the handlebars on that Australian cyclist's um, bike the other day during the velodrome. The, he was going at like 60K an hour during the, the sprint and the, the handlebars just fell off. <laughs> whoever installed that, you are an egg. Like you had one job, literally. Put the handlebars in the bike, make sure that they're tight. Was there anything? Was there any backstory as to what? 
did it literally just fall off? Was that a knock on it? Was it? It just fell off. Like <laughs> you're watching it, he's cycling, 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 and then all of a sudden, like it's like someone pressed a button and it's just collapsed. And it's yeah. dangerous. Like he could have, he could have seriously injured himself. We shouldn't be laughing, but like big egg, whoever installed that. I've I've got a quick one. I'll save the best for last. No pressure, Casey. But quick one. I'm egging me and you, Jules. Oh God. I'm egging you because Casey. Every time we've done this show, showing bits of content through sharing our screen, <laughs> we've basically we've basically stopped the recording, sent each other the link, watched the video with sound because we're like, oh, Jules, you need sound for this. I'll send you the link. Today I found out there's a little click box down the bottom left saying share sound on your screen recording. <laughs> We've wasted like so much time through however many episodes when there's a little tick box down the bottom. So we're, we're eggs, Jules. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty terrible. That's for fair. Us. That's definitely fair. <laughs> right. uh, Batter up, Casey. You got anything? Um, I wouldn't say a specific piece of content per se, because actually mm-hmm. the content across the past week's been sick. But um, <laughs> I want egg like shit takes from either wannabe media people, ex media people who have been posting stuff about the Olympics that have either no relevancy or just show they don't know the sport. And it's purely to get like clickbait rise from people or to start discussion and just make themselves like relevant to what's happening. It's like, shut up, no one wants to hear from you. And then we could, we could do these every week. Yeah. (laughs) There's so (laughs) So many. many. And you'll never see these, especially for athletics. We won't see these people for another three years or like these people act like they are the authority on everything, but they have no involvement in the sport. It's like, what have you done? So, pop yeah. down. But yeah, people with shit takes just to get their own like attention. That's been so frustrating this week. Anyways, there was so much of that popping up when um, Simone Biles pulled out of her event. Like everyone decided to have their opinion, and that's sometimes the problem with social media, isn't it? It's like a, a smorgasbord of just idiots having shit takes. Like, no one asks yeah. for your opinion <laughs> unless exactly. you're a mental health expert or like an athletic psychologist. Probably mm-hmm. don't need to hear from you. Exactly. But just sit back and enjoy the sport. That's what we're here for. Exactly. It probably goes back probably goes back to earlier. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. No dickhead Boss of the week. Boss of the week. We will go to the, the good, good, the good, the good stuff. side of it. Um, we'll start same same um order. Jules, you want to go? The same order. Um, yeah. I do want to go. I've got one. Um, probably a little bit closer to home for us. Um, sorry. Sometimes this this podcast does get a bit self indulgent, but I wanted to to boss uh, our friend AJ. Um, and the community team at Carlton because this week's our Carlton Respects game, which is a pretty important game for us in terms of um, – now I'm going to fuck this up because I always fuck it up, but it's about raising awareness for gender equality um, and helping to prevent the violence against women. This round has been a bit of a mess. Uh, obviously, we can't have crowds and it's it's a really cool game when you get everyone there and they've got all the orange lights and orange socks to cut through the, the night and you get um, – people who have experienced domestic violence out into the field and they get a bit of time and we get to raise some really important awareness um, 
And I want to boss AJ and the community team because they've had to change their plans about 20 times this week in terms of trying to get people to the game. Is Are they going to be able to run events? They had Grace Tame lined up for like a, a speech yeah. and, and all that and they've just had to can it. Um, but they've adapted and they've still put on a really good week. So I just wanted to boss them and, and say keep up the good work because they're doing something pretty important. And that AJ actually listens to this show, so it'll be fantastic. Yeah, shout out can, AJ. You can hear this. Shout out AJ, general boss. Yeah. Um, I've got – I didn't actually see this, but I saw it all over, and I'm sure, Casey, you'll especially be able to give more background to this. I think you can see this. Are you going to share sound as well? Don't need it this time. <laughs> but just the <laughs> – Oh, the boys. Um, yeah. okay, you you yeah. talk to it. You talk to it, Casey, actually, because I didn't watch it and I wasn't following. I just saw it pop up. Okay. Firstly, I have the absolute pleasure of knowing these two. Um, <laughs> and so Ash, the one in front here, was in the bronze medal position on event 9 out of 10 for the decathlon. Um, Cedric, who is his training partner beside him, um, unfortunately no hide it in the pole vault. He could have easily given up. He could have easily just been like, I'm not doing the rest of the events, stuff it, go home. But he didn't. Um, he went out there and helped out Ash. So what he's doing here is Ash needed to stay, I think, within seven seconds of the guy in fourth and 14 seconds, I think. I'm probably wrong there, um, within from the guy from fifth. If he was within those, um, within those time limits, he would have got the bronze medal. So Cedric, I'm not sure if you can see it. He may have been running with a stopwatch. He usually does. Um, he was more or less pacing. So you can see at the start, he was like yelling. He's trying to find Ash, like, Ash, you need to come with, you need to come with. Um, stress man, the third lap of that 1500, Ash dropped back. And oh, all no. of us like watching like, no, oh, my God, you can't. And then Cedric's found him again. <laughs> and what you're seeing here, I don't, I don't know if it's word for word, but it was like, to the effect of like, like, how much do you want this? Let's fucking go, 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 go. And he was more or less pushing him. So um, because of that kick up the arse from Cedric, (laughs) he's um, managed to get across the line within those time parameters that he kind of had to get. And that's how he ended up with the bronze medal. So So um, also the other thing to note here, and like I'm biased because like, again, I grew up doing athletics with Cedric and I know what he's like as a person. So I'm not surprised one bit by this at all. week and a half before going to the Olympics, he blew his hamstring in a race. So to the fact he even got to the start line is a miracle and a half in itself. Um, but he's so been out there. He's running a 1500, keeping um, Ash up to pace with a bung yeah. hamstring as well. Yeah, so you can see the strapping Jesus on Christ. his leg there too. Yeah, um, and that's that's the, that's event 10. So he's managed to get through all those events. Um, it's, it's absolutely insane and... Yeah, um, if you watch the full race, you can see Ash manages to finish. Obviously, Cedric's backed off, um, but Cedric knew, knew what the time was. So he's come across the line, like celebrating for Ash, and then Ash has eventually seen the screen, and then you would eventually see the seven, the clip from Olympic 7 being like, fuck yeah, and then they're all getting amongst it. So, yeah, that was so good to see, man. Like those two, like train their asses off. It's ridiculous. Um, and, like, yeah, it's a, it's a good moment to give athletics a little bit of a spotlight. But those two, I expect kind of like nothing less. That's the type of people that they are. So, yeah. That's all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's probably my favourite boss of the boss of the year this it year. It could so be far. boss of the and year, yeah. Could be boss of the and year. And I think it's like we're almost planning because we had, like, the best correspondent in the world to just explain, <laughs> explain that. Yeah. I think that's the, the, I think it's the best, exp- yeah, the best explained boss that we've ever had. Usually we just talk rubbish <laughs> Yeah, we would have just been like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, <laughs> yeah no exactly. insight. It was it was insane. Like stressful two days watching the decathlon. That's for sure. But 
so happy for Ash and also for Cedric. So yeah, it was some cool shit. Yeah, but, that's awesome. Uh, do you have a yeah? Oh, I do. Okay, can I share my screen? Is that allowed? <laughs> if Barks is set if it I've up. done it correctly, yes. <laughs> Let's see. Screen two. Oh, I hope nothing shady comes up. I'm kidding. I'm behaved. Relax. I'm assuming you can see the World Athletics yep. Instagram profile. Yes, we can. Okay. Um, World Athletics this week have freaking knocked it out of the park. Um, like I said before, our sport doesn't really do a good job of showcasing what goes on, but World Athletics do a really good job in general. But their Tokyo content has been next level. So, like, overall, their graphics have been sick. You can see them all here. They're all different. They've they've been mm. awesome. The photography has been amazing. A lot of that is partly Dan Vernon. But the best part is the memes. So the first one, this was their first um, post um, just before, the day before the Olympics started. This is your standard from a national, sorry, international organisation, like, welcome to the track, hooray. Click to the next slide, this. So good. Um, I could honestly tell you that every single track and field person on my Instagram stories feed had shared that. Like, it was just it was perfect, like perfectly timed. So they've done a few more. Um, that was on the day of the competition starting, <laughs> obviously from Cool Runnings. Um, okay, the three ladies from Jamaica um, who oh. won the 100. So this is them. The caption is uh, them rocking up to the 200 the next day. So they've just put their faces on the Destiny's Destiny Child performance. Child, who also um, don't it, really like each other. Is that why it's kind of funny as Yeah, well? it didn't funny. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't age well either, but that's okay. Um, this for all the athlete entrances, because you can see some of the athletes, especially the Americans, knew how to make an entrance, but everyone else, not really. Actually, some of the Australians had some sick entrances too. But, yeah, this was like, it's just so true. And you can see, like, everyone, like, getting around it and, like, the amount of, like, whoever's in charge of World Athletics' um, Insta deserves, like, a raise has been ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and then obviously the good old shooting stars meme as fully Mondo <laughs> had a jump as well. So there's been so many of them like across the week. Um, the they've just nailed it. Really cool. Like yeah. they've done a really, <laughs> really good mix of like obviously the serious content, like this is your Olympic champion. Here's like the moments. Like um, also I'm surprised boss of the week you guys didn't mention the high jumpers, but anyways. Um, <laughs> And, like, so they've done all, like, the wholesome moments and all that kind of stuff, but they've also just had so much fun, which has been, yeah, like, awesome for our sport because, like, it also just opens it up to a kind of a new audience, but also, like, everyone who's involved in track and field has been, like, super excited about it at the same time. They're like, stop, these are too much. So, yeah, there's Boston the Week. What athletics, Boston the Week. Well done. It it helps so much with the community and culture, I reckon. Like, and especially if it's from such a big page. Like, from if you showed someone half of that stuff, you'd just be looking like, what is this rubbish? But in actual fact, it gets people around it. You get some of the personalities yeah. of the athletes and it probably makes people want to tune in that wouldn't normally tune in. Yeah, exactly. They killed it. People really discount, like, how important memes are on social media for, <laughs> yeah. like, getting people's attention. Um, it, you're right like they just get people's attention like it's it's an easy way to consume anything um to the entries was it um is it matt matt denny that like does the, the zip the yeah zip? that was yeah. that was matt um yeah and if you know matt you are not surprised by that entrance one bit that's just who he is as a person so if, if you've been following if you go follow him he's currently stuck in howard springs quarantine yeah and his q a's have been very much that kind of shenanigans um, who else did a cool one? Oh, Kurt Marshall did a cool one, did like a golf entrance as well. 
Um, there's been quite a few. Um, Tara Davis from America, she came out full cowboy hat and like did like <laughs> yeah. a full cowboy strut and everything. It was <laughs> sick. So I'm sure World Athletics will probably do a compilation of Thank them God. at the end of the we'll week. Yeah. Have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> Boss to all the people that put in put in effort to the entities, I think is the the final one that one. Okay, guys, wrap it up. I think we're done. Casey um, I think it's been awesome to chat to you. I think it's been such an awesome perspective on your world. Um, we've found out you're a nerd, you're called Nemo, and most of all, you are a professional photographer. So on behalf of both of us, thank you. It's been awesome getting to know you. Thank you so much. Thanks. It's been amazing. Another round of Thanks applause. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's been actually so much fun. I love talking content. <laughs> you're more than welcome back anytime. In fact, I actually might try to get Jules off the show because you're co-host material. So let's just stop. It. How do you feel, Jules? <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. If I can't, nah. if I can't set my microphone up one more week, exactly. I reckon I deserve to be axed. <laughs> do we have to have like a race to determine who's going to be the co-host? You'll win. I just take the photos. Con- I don't do any of the running. I can assure you that. That's uh, <laughs> it, it has to. It has to be content related, like best day in the life behind the scenes TikTok. Jules versus oh. Casey. See, but you'd still anyway, win going, because <laughs> mine would just be like staring at a laptop, <laughs> my cat, <laughs> and this meeting and that I went to. <laughs> That's about it. I feel this. I feel this. Again, another big thanks to Casey for joining us and for you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Content Catch-Up. We hope you enjoyed our chat there with Casey Sims. Make sure if you're not following her, head over to Instagram and give her a follow. She'll be tagged in this post on Instagram and on Twitter, of course. Um, Well, Barks has left me to the outro by myself because he's a lazy swine, so... He hasn't listened to this, so I can basically say whatever I want to say. Um, And I want to finish this off by saying, number one, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the show across YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter, or Apple Podcasts if you're listening via that. And also that we are coming towards the end of season two. So if you have any ideas for the final couple of episodes, please feel free to send them through. Apart from that, Barks, Blake Griffin is a hack and listeners will see you again next week. Take care of yourselves.